Almost caught you mid-yawn. There, I know. John. I was like, I was like, come on, let's speed this yawn up. I know. I was like, is he gonna get it out of? I'm gonna have to edit that. Bye, Yawn Hines over here. <laughs> oh, but he's quick on his feet, even though he's tired. <laughs> oh man. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pursuing Pixels. This is episode number 68, and my name's Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with Randall Nolery. Hey, everybody. And John Hines. Hey there. And we are back, as always, to talk about some video games, as per usual. Mm -hmm. I guess that's what we do. Yep. Um, It's a hard sell there. And uh, real quick, uh, before we get like into the into the meat and potatoes of the episode here, I just wanted to mention uh, the next couple of videos that I have uh, recorded in that 15 minutes of game series that I've mentioned uh, more than a handful of times on the podcast at this point. But a couple of games that we've also talked about on the podcast in the past and really kind of raved about, uh, especially back when DJ was on constantly. Um, we talked a lot about Bad North and uh, Kingdom Two Crowns oh, yeah. and Kingdom New Lands, which was the prior release, but in particular. Particular, uh, both those games, Bad North and uh, Kingdom Two Crowns, have gotten like huge, huge updates since the last time uh, that we talked about them on the podcast. To the point where I was like, "Oh, I got to refamiliarize myself a little bit before I record these videos." Right. Um, like Bad North has just like a ton. There's like checkpoints. You can actually like restart at the checkpoint, so they've kind of eased up the difficulty a little bit, at least on the normal mode. It tells you like what enemies are going to show up on each island. You can kind of like predict your runs a little bit better. And there's all kinds of new like buffs and perks that were just not part of the game before. Yeah. Um, and there, yeah. So it's uh, the bad North. They call it the Joe ton edition, um, which this is another game that's available on Xbox game pass. So if you have that nice. highly recommend checking that out, um, and these are both actually kind of roguelike strategy games as well, which is kind of another reason I wanted to just kind of pair them together and mention real quick. But also Kingdom Two Crowns got a new update that is a bloodstained crossover. What? Um, so there's Kingdom Two Crowns <laughs> and then there's Kingdom Two Crowns that they added like an update at some point. I think it was an update. Maybe it was just with the initial game. They added co-op gameplay to the initial game. Nice. And then also... Uh, this like Shogun mode, which we talked about on the podcast before, but now this Bloodstain mode has like four different playable characters that all have different abilities. I didn't try this at all, Jeez. but I saw like it was like a, just another mode I could pick in the options and they kind of have streamlined like the way the levels work and the way the map system works and like the game just like played a little bit more smoothly and cleanly hmm. um, than I remembered it playing. And wow. I, I loved, loved both of these games and still do. Uh, but the updates, especially this bloodstained update, like it kind of seems like they've just added some some seriously new mechanics into the game. Like, again, they, they, you don't really get like character abilities or even there's not really different characters. You just kind of get a randomly generated, you know, slightly different looking king or queen. Yeah. Um, okay, so it's not like the mechanics in Bloodstained, you know, where you're swapping characters and they have different abilities, like, on the fly. I, I guess, I don't know. I didn't try it out, but I, I know there's up to four characters, in it, but it seemed like it was like you, I got the impression that it was like you pick one and each one has like a different perk or pl- slight different play style, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I guess I don't know for sure, but I just wanted to kind of give a shout out because these are both games also from uh, Raw Fury as a publisher, um, which I know Devolver Digital, uh, rightfully so, gets a lot of love for publishing indie games, but Raw Fury is a nice... Uh, like little i wouldn't call them a sleeper indie developer but they put out a ton of really really great 
uh, indie games that uh, many more that I really love. So they, they're oh, another yeah. kind of label that I kind of seek out um, when I'm looking for something new to play. But just wanted to give a quick shout out to both those games. Nice. Um, I'm already talking about them a little bit more than I meant to. Um, <laughs> but uh, I know, Randall, you've been uh, dipping yeah. into something new. Yeah. So why don't you uh, take it away? Another indie game called Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. <laughs> <laughs> a lesser known title. <laughs> lesser yeah. known, yeah. Just... Yeah, they had to dig deep for this one. Um, oh, I'm dying to hear about this, yeah. though. <laughs> so the the game actually still isn't out yet when we're talking about it right now, but I was able to access the demo because I was so excited about what I saw in initial impressions from some other folks I follow on Twitter that had good things to say about it. They were talking about this demo. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll buy it digitally on Xbox and do the pre-order, which I never do for, for a digital pre-order. For a digital, yeah. I was yeah. going to say, you pre-order all the time, but yeah, for a digital, that is unheard of. Very much so. But <laughs> they were willing to give me this demo, and I'm like, oh, God, I yeah, all right, fine. So the demo is the warehouse level, um, yes. I believe, from the first game? It is. Second? It is the first level I think it's the very first, the first level, game. right? Yeah. yeah. I, one and two, and rightfully so, that's why they package these together. They both kind of run together in my mind. So, like, yeah, mm-hmm. similar, very similar experience. But this demo is just warehouse, but they didn't even give you, um, like, the videotape or skate letters throughout the level or anything. Hmm. It's just straight up. We want you to feel how this thing plays and okay. looks, essentially. And it looks and plays fantastic. Um, yes. It feels yes. right, guys. It just feels like Tony Hawk. Ugh. And Yes. It's that's awesome. all I want to know. Ugh, that's yeah. all I want to hear. <laughs> yes. It is that thing. And we're going to get it here very shortly. Um, and I'm psyched. And September 4th, you said, right, yeah, is the release yeah. date? That's, yep, that's the release date. Uh, right now it's just Xbox and PS4. I hope they bring it to Switch. Um, but I do understand why they just targeted those kind of beefier platforms right now and PC, I think. Yeah. Um, but this game is it's it's beautiful and you can tell they uh, they threw some assets at this because it's uh, yeah. Uh, it runs in 4K on my Xbox One X and it looks <sighs> nice. Um, nice. Like you can tell that this is like end of life cycle, you know, end of hardware. We know what we're doing type of game. And I mm-hmm. love that. I, I love buying games at the end of life cycles of systems for that purpose. And, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, You're this is like every little of bit of hardware. Yes. Yes. And this is that. And yep. They still brought back most of the old soundtrack, which everybody loves, you know, oh. Of yep. course. That, I mean, that's crucial. Yeah. If, if they didn't have that, it would feel it would almost feel like a a knockoff or something, you know? Right. Although they did add new tracks, but there's like the vast majority of old tracks. As like, long as it's got some similar ones, yep. mostly in like in the right feel, you know? Yep. I was they got ask, Gorilla Radio. Guys... They've got Superman. They've got, you know, those songs were on the demo, let alone the full game. So, you know, OK, you know what you're getting into. <laughs> Did you guys play yeah. uh, the what was the system that you guys played uh, Tony Hawk's first one on? 
I played a lot on PlayStation 1, and then I played also at my friend's house. We would play on actually Nintendo 64, yep. which is probably not the most common system to play that on. And it kind of sucked playing with like the C buttons. It was just kind of awkward fine. to control. Really? It I was um, oh, fine. I really? Oh, I wasn't a big fan. But maybe it was just because I was already acclimated to playing it on the uh, PlayStation. Because I was so going to say, I, yeah. I played it on the N64, and <laughs> that's how I also got introduced to the Dead Kennedys song Police Track. Truck, and ah. on the uh, N64 version, instead of censoring the lyrics, they just took the lyrics out uh, <laughs> of so the whole song know. of the whole song. So it is an <laughs> instrumental uh. version of Police Truck. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh Nintendo! <laughs> uh, it wasn't the best platform for sports games, but no. I, I, would you would you even would you consider the Tony Hawk games sports games? I and I shouldn't say of, that because it was also it had the four controllers. Yeah, so I shouldn't. I shouldn't it's say extreme that. sports. Yeah, I'd still. I mean, it's obviously more arcadey. It's not going for the yeah. realism there, but right, yeah, I would right. say so. You know, similar yeah. vein to Wayne Gretzky's 3D hockey, which we will continue to talk about every episode. As well. <laughs> every episode yeah. from here on yeah. out until until we get to episode 99. <laughs> there you go. Honor Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky well, for his number 99. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fair. For his number, come that's on, fair. come that's on. Fair. I thought we were talking about Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey 98, which was the better version of that <laughs> uh, game. It's fine. But no, I that's played... Fair. I, I It'll played be a two-part episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Originally, I played Tony Hawk. I did play a little bit on PlayStation, but I primarily did play... Uh, my cousin had, I think, the first two games on Nintendo 64 as well, yeah. uh, which actually the third game came out on Nintendo 64 too, which is kind of wild. Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Man. Um, but then, like... You know, as I got way more uh, into collecting, I primarily played them on Dreamcast because those were the best versions of. Oh, oh I forgot those came out on Dreamcast. Oh, yeah, yeah those awesome. looked awesome. Yes, they're beautiful versions of those games. Um, yeah, I guess that, that was when I was my first PC game was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. And yeah, <laughs> oh, nice. God, that was no such a. I, the our graphics card that was what, my introduction <laughs> to what like you couldn't you could have a computer that couldn't play certain games because i got <laughs> tony hawk's pro skater 3 and then when i booted it up none of the textures loaded oh Oof. like it still ran but like it was just everything was a gray box that's hilarious Oh man, I one real quick just on that note. If anybody has ever had the reluctance of like getting into PC gaming, like I have always had, Itchio has been a great introduction because every game yeah. just works. Like I, I don't have a gaming PC, and it just I can play it. There's no issue of like it not running really. Mm-hmm. So like I highly recommend that for PC gaming. Like if you're looking to dabble, like check out some Itchio stuff. Oh yeah. yeah gonna get a lot of indie stuff there so that always helps the cause that way exactly it's just like it's not it's not taxing your computer all that much yes but yes tony hawk pro skater one and two is absolutely you know from this demo anyway i think it'll be totally worth your time and i'm so psyched that i pre-ordered this because it's going to be awesome hell yeah. yeah how much how much is it out of curiosity 40 bucks that's not bad yeah for yep. a full remake, I figured it'd be a full retail. Yeah, that's yeah. not bad. I think there's a special edition that gives you more like unlocks and retro stuff and whatever else for 50 bucks. And then, yeah, the base game is, is 40. It gives um, you no cigar from Mill and Colin. <laughs> for- <laughs> but yeah, it feels good. Looks good. It's, it feels like maybe it's a little bit more zoomed in, but that wasn't a problem. Yeah. Otherwise, it just like like riding a bike, riding a skateboard is just like, boom, let's go. Let's play this thing. Felt great. Oh, that's oh. so awesome. 
that were oh, real quick. Were you able to manual? Yes. Because in, in Tony Hawk in, one, yeah. you could not manual. So I, I think they added that in Tony Hawk two. It yes. was. Um, yes. So they so just good, like good to know the same. They're, they're not going to like you're going to beat all the Tony Hawk one levels. And then it's like you've unlocked manual. <laughs> yeah. But actually on that note, you can select the control scheme that you prefer. You can play it all the levels a la Tony Hawk one or Tony Hawk two, or I think the default Hmm. is actually kind of a hybrid mode that they've kind of developed for this version. But yeah, you can actually set whatever way you want to play the game that way. They, they got into that level of options with this thing. Nice. That's awesome. Well, speaking of, uh, extreme sports, uh, Getting into staying in the extreme sports vein, John. I know you've been uh, chipping away at some snowboarding action. Yep. Um, lately, what have you been playing? In our in our old standby, the uh, snowboarding the next phase, which was yeah. the the Red Bull game that we bought, I think for a dollar, like <laughs> maybe like a year ago on a whim. <laughs> it uh, was definitely another game when DJ was still on the podcast regularly. Oh, yeah. And we, yeah, we were just sitting around like, you know, as we did playing games, like, uh, before we started recording and we were going through the eShop and found that there's this, oh, this like cell shaded looking like snowboarding game that was on sale for like 99 cents at the time. And we're like, you know what? This is worth a dollar just to see. And (laughs) yeah, sure. (laughs) We had no idea what we were getting into because like I literally no idea because we talked about <laughs> like, yeah, when we brought it up earlier in the podcast, like we were just kind of like giving our first impressions or whatever. And, you know, we played a little bit of like uh, multiplayer together. But like the campaign, I have played this. I don't know what my hours are. I, don't, I know, Kevin, you occasionally will look at my hour totals on games just to shame me on the podcast. So I don't know if you have that number handy for me. But Not off the top of my head, but keep talking and I'll, uh, I got my switch close by. <laughs> like This is a game that was, is still a mystery on what, like it, it looks like it was made uh, for mobile devices and for the Switch, and it seems like it came out on no other platform, and it is the most expansive single-player campaign <laughs> for a game that I have never seen anything about, have no idea how when it was made or why it was made. You thought like, Skyrim who was made it? well. God, honestly, like... Okay, did you pull up the number? Or no? This can't be true. This cannot be true because it says no. It's a low number. It says okay. it says five hours or more, and that, that cannot be, be true. true. I know that it it's it on the switch. It like jumps from five to ten. No, but I feel see, like you have to have played more than ten hours. Of that this happened game. to me too, though. With NBA Two K nineteen, it like went back to five or ten hours, which is obviously bullshit. <laughs> So like, maybe maybe you guys have lapped the counter Y two K style, just like yeah. went over and rounded back to zero. So maybe once you hit a thousand hours on a game, so maybe John's at a thousand and five. No, it's it's obviously not that insane, but I mean, I know you've no. sunk some time into this game. I've, yeah, because like that's the thing is I've played however many hours of this game, and like there are, I don't know, like fourteen discrete like areas that each have their own like levels and each level has 
three challenges for like a bronze, silver, and gold. So like there are all these missions that you need to beat. And like I remember when I had booted it up, I don't know, however many months ago, I checked the last level just to see how many I needed to beat in order to unlock it. And it was like 260. And I had already like played half of the game. And it's like there's just so much content in this game and I don't get it. Why? Yeah, I mean, I love I'm your still periodic. enjoying it. I'm having fun. Like it's a it's a good game that I like spent basically no money on. Right. But it's just such an enigma of a game that I don't know why why it was made with like so much like because well, that's the thing, like when you think about a a game that is made, I don't know, for like a corporation or anyone or like something that like it does some kind of marketing thing yeah sponsored yeah like yeah you usually don't have something that is that has this much content no no yeah it's it seems like a lot of work went into this even again it it, it doesn't have like some mind-blowing aesthetic or anything you know it's got a simple low poly style but again like they're it's not like these are procedurally generated levels. These are actually like little trails and maps and mountains that you're going down that are just one specific challenge after another. And I, I haven't played anywhere near as much as you have. I pretty much just played that one day that we are passing the controller around and maybe maybe one other time. But it uh, like it. I don't have anything against. I love a game that you can just kind of like chip away the hours at or just like, oh, I got a half hour while I'm waiting for something, you know, or I'm I'm cooking something or whatever. Like, I, I like a game that you can just sink some time into. But it, are you feeling any drive or purpose to like, like, is there any reason to beat the game, quote unquote, as DJ would say? Just morbid curiosity. <laughs> I want to see what happens. He's scaling the mountain. Like, yep. yeah, it's it, the gameplay itself is rewarding and fun. But like, yeah, really, yeah. I'm just this is just such a mystery to me that I want to <laughs> unlock. Yeah. Oh man, That's well I hilarious. guess you can keep us posted in the future, John, because I love all your updates in the Discord when you'll just send us like a script like it's usually not even a screenshot, it's just like a picture from your couch mm-hmm. of your TV screen of just like <laughs> look at this shit and there's just like a bar that's like a third of the way full that just shows like okay look at how much more shit i have to do and how much i've already done my score multiplier is at like 200 at this point (laughs) like i'm scoring basically a million points off of a single jump (laughs) nice that's getting into tony hawk territory there so like pinball territory yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah oh man Well, John, I know uh, to get into the meat of this episode here, I know a game that just came out, at least just came out on Nintendo Switch. It's been out for a while, but I've been kind of waiting for this one to come out on consoles, although I did actually played it on my laptop because it was part of that Ichio bundle for racial justice and equality uh, that we've mentioned a number of times on this podcast, but not in a little while. Yeah. Uh, But don't forget that you if you did buy that, you have over like 1700 games on your computer that you can sift through at any time. but yeah, so uh, we both played through a short hike. They did that Indie World Showcase uh, Nintendo did uh, for the Nintendo Switch, and they released a short hike like at the end of that video, basically. Nice. Um, and it's a quick, you know, if you're if you're not familiar with this game somehow, you know, it's an adventure kind of short, bite sized. Um, I, I, that, that's even that's that comes across even a little bit dismissive. I feel because this game feels very expansive and. 
and you want to explore every nook and cranny of it. But it's like it's kind of just like an adventure 3D platformer sort of that you play as a bird named Claire that you can climb and fly around as the game goes on. And uh, John, you were the first to kind of get into this game, which made me kind of say, oh, I know John's going to talk about it on the podcast mm-hmm. and I know I have it sitting on my laptop. <laughs> so I better, you know, you, you mentioned that it, you played through like the core experience, at least in about three hours or so. Uh, and I would say it took me about the same. I played through it as well. Um, but what do you think? Uh, we can just kind of go back and forth on this one. But I I absolutely loved this game yeah and we'll we'll dig into why but yeah. i think you feel similarly. sell me boys but don't spoil me <laughs> i know yeah. like that's the we'll other keep thing it, we'll like, keep it. i kind of don't want to talk like at length about the game yeah. too much because i feel like a, a huge part of the charm is like you know just interacting with people and yes like, finding new mechanics because like i think that it's and like i i described it as a huge small game where like I kept like finding new things to do and I've really played like this game a fraction of the time that I spend on so many other games like right. I've I can easily play a JRPG for like 20 hours and be like god I haven't even started this game <laughs> right yeah I haven't even gotten the ball rolling yeah. <laughs> right whereas like I, I actually yeah go ahead go ahead but no like that like this one like I remember it like I was saying like yeah I beat the game in three hours and I've like played it for three more hours just like finding new things like dotted around this one island like there's not multiple areas you're just exploring this one open and like open world but like it's such a small compact but like there's no wasted space in it nice no waste space love whatsoever And uh, it's got like this like Nintendo DS aesthetic almost like the aesthetic, the 3D. It's like it's this 3D game. You could actually adjust it quite a bit. I don't know if you messed around with that at all, John. There's Mm -hmm. like the pixel art setting like settings. You can actually clean it up to the point where like it almost looks like Wind Waker HD. Like it's like clean and smooth and like cell shaded. But like the the main setting is like big and chunky for (laughs) for the pixel art. And we Uh, have heavy DS nostalgia here, all of us. So yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) I think John, you've even said a few times that that's your favorite like video game platform. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And And this one just like immediately, but like the, the just like, charming like warm cozy feelings i got playing this game like i I booted it up like right when the bundle came out um because i was like oh i i'm so happy this was part of the bundle like that was as soon as i saw that was in there i was like i'm I'm buying this itch.io bundle honestly Um, same yeah i was just like i've been waiting for this game and like now i just i want to support this cause anyways so like i i don't need to wait for it to come out on switch which obviously it has now um, and I will actually honestly buy this game on Switch because this was an experience that was like a three hour experience, like we've said, at least to get through the core kind of gameplay. Uh, but that can vary depending on how much you explore. But I think both John and I kind of explored quite a bit through our main playthrough. But again, we're still finding tons of stuff post game um, and stuff to like kind of like make shortcuts for yourself. And and uh, not since I, I, I kind of lost my train of thought there, but to, to get on a separate thought. Not since uh, Super Mario 64, which I also mentioned this when we were chatting earlier, like I have never felt so great about just like controlling a character in a 3D environment, just like Mm -hmm. running around and like I could honestly just do that. Like, especially when you get later in the game and have some more of the abilities that you get, like, yeah, you just like you just want to 
play this game for even if there's nothing to do. You just Jeez. like you just want to run around and do stuff. You know, it's like it's got this light like uh, again, I I obviously, as I've mentioned on the podcast before, haven't played much or any of the new Animal Crossing, but really much Animal Crossing at all. But it, to me, it has that kind of feel of like what I envision, what I want from Animal Crossing, but without all of like the crafting and all the stuff that goes around that, you know, and I, I actually saw somebody tweet like. After playing a short hike, I actually like Breath of the Wild a little bit less. And they're like, <laughs> they couldn't be more different games, but I kind of get where they're coming from. Like, it's I was so just thinking of like a comparison to Breath of the Wild where I was thinking is like, honestly, this is like if the entirety of Breath of the Wild was contained within like the opening plateau. Whoa. Yeah, like, that is. Yeah. If there wow. wasn't just like endless expanse of nothing in between things, it was just like all right, I'm going to go to the next place that has the next thing. And like, but instead, like also everything is just because it's, you know, you're not bogged down by menus or mechanics or anything. Like, it's really like, oh, this is like, everything basically happens through either the A button or the B button. And then like, I think X opens your menu or whatever. Like, and like you can equip different items, but like, again, they all just are just a single B button press. And that's it. Like, and everything is centered around those two things. Like you're either moving or interacting with objects. And like, there's not a ton beyond that. And like, it's so simple and so intuitive and like, so immediately like present, like there's basically the only instruction I ever received like that. I was like, Oh, this is something I actually need to like, I don't know, read the explanation to was like, there's like a mini game in the game. And it's like, oh yeah, no, I get it. And but like, <laughs> it was just like going through like four text boxes. Other than that, yeah. everything is just like, you get an object. How does this interact with things? And like, wow. you figure yeah. it out on your own. And it's like, so like, uh, it, it is it just a, a completely unique experience in a way that like, I don't think uh, like many games like it as like, I don't know, a puzzle platformer, I would call this, but it's also, yeah, yeah, like you said, it's more of like an adventure game. Like, I don't know. It's, it's just very unique and doesn't get bogged down in like a lot of tropes that those like other genres have. No, it's yeah. You're, you're completely right, John. Like it's, it's, I just I could gush about this game all the the music, which as always oh we save for last, but the music is fucking incredible. <laughs> yeah, the way awesome. you like go into different areas, like it kind of fades out and you just get a lot of like environmental sounds, you know, just like birds chirping, just like nature sounds. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of water, so you hear water running and stuff like that. Um, and then you'll just like get into a new area and the sound the music will kind of set the tone and set the vibe and like it's just so well crafted and it's kind of got these like it is a 3D game, but it kind of has the you can adjust the camera a little bit, you know, just like tilt it a little to let you see a little better. But it has these kind of fixed camera angles as you're running around to to at some points that really just like gives the game like a cinematic quality mm-hmm. um, that, that I just really love. And I, I think it's safe to say that this is not a spoiler in the sense that like you play as a bird. So you're, you are able to like kind of glide and and fly sort of not you can't really fly limitlessly but you can kind of glide and and just the way that feels Mm -hmm. um is just so amazing like 
it it's just so amazing and i love the core conceit of the game is that you're just trying to get cell phone service <laughs> for your like you're trying to hike to the top of this mountain just so you can get cell phone service <laughs> yeah nice. uh and i definitely yeah there's there's more to it than that but we won't mention any yeah. of the, like the actual like story beats i appreciate anything, it but yeah <laughs> but no it's it's really cool the gameplay is so fun um yeah like i said even with no objectives whatsoever i could just kind of run around in this in this world um especially once you've unlocked a couple of the the extra kind of abilities you can get uh which are just a couple but once you have access to everything you can do it's just like you just want to do it forever yeah (laughs) honestly nice yeah well, uh, one more game that I wanted to talk about real quick before we wrap things up is a game that I actually just came out today, although by the time this episode comes out, it'll be like a week and a half or two since the game was actually released. But it uh, is a game that I've been following on Twitter, the developer, for a while. Uh, they're called uh, the developer's name is Dev Dwarf. And I think <laughs> there was a few other uh, developers that were like people that worked on the music and other stuff in this game as well. Um, but the game is called uh, Leanthus. I might be pronouncing that wrong. But uh, you play as the, it has a really cool kind of not similar in the sense it doesn't look like a DS game, but it's just like top down sort of 3D isometric style with some fixed camera angles uh, adventure game. But you play as like a skeleton, but definitely more of like a pixel art, like retro, like not not DS style. You know, it's it's 3D in a sense that like it, I, more like 10S or games like that that I've mm-hmm. talked about on the podcast where it's like. 2d sprite sort of in a 3d world a it has bit. a cool style though i i saw yeah. some of those gifs and like oh this is cool it's really unique yeah. looking yeah that's initially what caught my eye just you know just scrolling on twitter or whatever and it's like oh this game looks cool mm-hmm. and then i was scrolling today and saw hey this game came out so uh, i actually played uh through the whole game i beat it earlier today nice um and it's only you know it took me maybe an hour and a half or two hours but it's like similar to a short hike although it's got like this uh kind of light and dark world like you know like link to the past or something like that where you're going through these port like getting keys and opening up portals that will let you travel between the light and dark world and you're kind of just doing some light puzzle solving and you essentially uh which i they did a really great job in like the trailers of just kind of teasing away some of this stuff like not really showcasing a ton so i don't want to spoil too much here either uh, but you do unlock some more abilities where you get almost like a dash like a dodge roll type mechanic uh where like in in the in the clips i was seeing as i was following the development i didn't really see a lot of combat or anything although in the trailer now that i'm watching that as the game came out today i was like okay there there's some of that but like i wasn't under the impression i kind of thought it was just going to be like roaming around and talking to people and stuff but i was like oh there's some combat like it was some boss battles and stuff nice so you get kind of like a dodge roll and you kind of get your, your skeleton kind of carries around this club mm-hmm. that you can just kind of throw pretty quickly at enemies almost like not like a boomerang but it just kind of quickly respawns and you can quickly throw it again um and then Later in the game, you actually get you like as I'm roaming around, I'm like, what are there's all these like skeleton heads on the ground? Like, what's this all about? I don't really know what's going on here. And later in the game, you actually get the ability to clone yourself whenever you're near one of those skulls on the ground. Nice. So you're controlling like a little army of yourself. Like it's all like direct control. And you get to the point where you actually have this boss battle later on. It's a, it's the, it, it is the final boss battle, so spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> but I, I would say this is like a huge selling point of this game because I like I was just like 
blown away during this boss battle. I was like, this game is really cool. I love the vibe. I love the art style. But the gameplay here was just so cool. Like you're you had to clone yourself like there's like this giant boss that you're fighting and you're cloning yourself many, many times over. So you're controlling like, you know, eight to a dozen, maybe (laughs) skeletons at a time and just whipping them at this enemy um whipping your little club thing at the enemy with every skeleton at once but then like <laughs> nice. at a certain point like once the you did enough damage to the boss it would kind of like possess all of your skeletons every single one of them to the point where you'd have to like run and scramble with you know for you'd have like maybe 5 seconds maybe less to go find another skull on the ground to then clone that cuz if you didn't clone that in time all the, you would just every you're like corrupted or poisoned or something. So you just, every skeleton dies. Mm. But once you clone another one, that new clone is not corrupted. So like you have to keep like juggling, but then as soon as that, like when they would have died or when you would have died, if you aren't able to pick up a skull and clone a new character to control, you uh, have to, if you are able to clone a new character, you have to then fight off all those, like all those characters that you cloned are now minions of the boss. Nice. (laughs) <laughs> it was just such that's cool a cool boss battle like i i it's been a long time since i've been like you know screaming at the tv and like <laughs> grabbing my controller you know within reason but you know i'm like every time i was dying i was like fuck you know like just kind of screaming slamming my controller a little bit like it, i was really invested in this game from start to finish there's a lot of cool like cute little dialogue i just like like randall mentioned just really great style that that's really eye catching and really unique like it's it just got this like isometric like rotating camera that yeah like it, it moves on its own you can control it a, a little bit mm-hmm. as well kind of similar to a short hike but it'll like it'll completely rotate to kind of like almost like resident evil style to like show you like a scene as you're like running down a corridor or like creature in the well like we've talked about on the podcast too where it like the camera just kind of shifts to make it look a little more cinematic i guess yeah. but mm-hmm. like it never really gets in the way of the, of the gameplay like it's a, it's a little disorienting once in a while but a nice feature is like if you're coming out of a area like there'll be a couple different like like in Zelda, you know, where you transition from one zone to a new and it kind of loads a new screen. Yeah. You can't, if you immediately go back from where you came from, it actually like won't let you do that until you walk away a little bit. So like if you, the little bit of disorientation that there might be is kind of remedied by that little feature of like, you're not going to accidentally just turn around and walk right where you came from. It won't allow you to until you've like made a few paces forward first. That's good. You know, so, yeah, it, it was a really nice touch to, like, know that you're not backtracking accidentally. Right. So, yeah, I'm really a big fan of this game. So, nice. yeah, f- definitely excited to check out because I, I once I went to their Itch.io page, they had developed a, a handful of other games. So nice. Definitely excited to see what else uh, Dev Dwarf has up their sleeve. Nice. But uh, but I think we could pretty much wrap up the uh, video games chat for this week, guys. Mm hmm. Yes, sir. Good deal. Well, uh, as always, I know we have mentioned a couple times on this episode already, but uh, we're on uh, Discord. Actually, I don't know if we, yeah, we mentioned Discord a few times. Heck yeah. Uh, but we got Discord links in the bottom of the episode description. Uh, we've mentioned the uh, YouTube channel with the 15 minutes of game series. Uh, a couple of the games, I actually recorded a video for a short hike and for Leanthus today. Nice. So I'll have those out soon. And like I said, Bad North and Kingdom as well. So I'm, I'm doing that constantly until I find a job. So <laughs> I'll be recording go. a bunch of those videos and stockpiling them but yeah we've got twitter instagram all the links at the bottom of the episode description and uh yeah thanks for listening take care and we'll catch you next week bye bye bye
But, uh, man, that, John, I didn't spoil too much by mentioning the flying in or the gliding in, uh, it's too late now, isn't it? Kevin? Short hike, right? No, no, like you, <laughs> okay. yeah, I, I was a little, I was, I'm like, don't say anymore. Don't I say was anymore. only nervous because, like, you hadn't said it flat out, and yeah. I was just like, John didn't say it. I was like, but I, I, that can't be a spoiler. I was like, every clip I've ever seen of that game is like the bird gliding around. Kevin. <laughs> oh my God, Randall. You, are you serious? Yes. You, were you like totally unaware of it? Cause like, this is a game I've been following for like two years, probably like, yeah, I was aware of the see? name of it. Really? But, like okay. that was the extent of it. All right. Let's really? stop talking oh, man, about I, it. Yeah. I just assumed you would like, I, I thought you were like half joking about that. No, but I, I would consider that to be joking. not a spoiler either, yeah, either the, way, whether you had seen that or not, I would consider that non-spoiler. They, they tell you that you can glide the second character that you talk to in the game. It's mm. even more spoilers. Ugh, there's two characters. <laughs> there's characters. There's there are characters. <laughs> Use the earlock stick. Uh.